Hey everybody, it's Jack Mitchell, SBO Perspectives, and this is the end of April. And I got to tell you that when I started this beginning of January, um, the foresight to see that every week I'll be coming out with a new podcast, providing just great content for my colleagues, um, you know, in state and out of state. Uh, believe it or not, this is just so rewarding and fulfilling that I just I look forward to it each and every week. So. Having said that, I tell you every week I preface and say, you will be really, really, really excited about this speaker. Um, and this is going to be something different here um, because I've been generally speaking to folks who have been in my comfort zone, right? Like I, I've been around the state of New York, um, conferences, been on the board of directors, and I know that a lot of these folks. But this is somebody that I've actually never met, and I really just started uh, corresponding, speaking to this person in this calendar year. So um, this is amazing how um, we made this connection and she agreed to be on. Um, and so I wanna say that uh, she actually reached out to me via Twitter. Um, I had done a post and she listened to my podcast and uh, you know it was just interesting. You know She's also on the board of directors in another state. Um, but I wanna give her her proper introduction. So uh, she's currently the assistant superintendent for business and finance services for the fourth largest elementary school district in the state of Illinois. She began her career in the school business office as an accounts payable clerk. And, you know, she served in the role of accounting supervisor, internal audit, various roles. Um, she's currently a member of the Illinois ASBO Board of Directors and is also an active member of ASBO International, which I'm going to get to that as well in this podcast. Um, she's presented, like, I mean, at, at state and national levels multiple times. Um, she really loves to share knowledge and experience with peers. I mean, she's great. I see her post a lot on um on Twitter, um, and so she's really a champion for equity and loves sharing her passion really for education and school finance in, in every opportunity that she gets. So having said that, I want to introduce Tamara Mitchell. How you doing? Good morning, Jack. I'm well. How are you? I'm great, Tamara. I mean, like, for you to come on and do this, this is great because you're not in New York. You're in a whole other state. So to me, this is really different, and it's really exciting. It's going to bring a different form of content uh, for listeners out there. Um, so, you know, I, I want to just say that, like, what's funny about this, too, I didn't mention this in the introduction, is that she has the same last name as me. So at first, I thought you were a cousin or something like that reaching out to me. I'm like, I don't know this person, but, hey, they must be family, but... I mean, in a way, you are like a sister <laughs> to me, um, and and really, um, you know, extending that invitation was great, um, and reaching out. I know you you do some work. If you want, just maybe talk about that for a minute. The work that you do with with ASBO. Before I kind of get to some questions, maybe you know, listeners can see what you know what's going on with you. Sure, sure. Um, so, and we are family. We're SBO family. So there you there go. There you go. All right, um, I like that. <laughs> So the work that I do um, with my state affiliate, Illinois ASBO, I'm currently a member of the board of directors there. Mm -hmm. um, so that board role has been extremely fulfilling for me. Um, it's kind of a culmination of the year's service that um, I have put in with the board. Um, I've written articles, been a member of professional development committees, um, just all of the levels of service with that association. Okay. As far as ASBO International, I'm currently a member of the editorial advisory committee for the magazine that they publish monthly, School Business Affairs Magazine. Mm -hmm. So that has given me an opportunity to um, connect on a more broad level right, with okay. 
those from across the world. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that's what I've been doing with both my state affiliate and with ASPO International. Nice. Very, very nice. Excellent. So let me get on into it. So um, I'm, always, I'm really curious because you're in another state and I want to know what's like out there. You know, I mean, a windy city. I've, I've been to Chicago once. It's really great. I, I love the new bridges and I went all around there. It's great. I want to go back one day. Um, even went, you know, to the, I don't know if they call it, they don't call it the Sears Town anymore, but that was great. I saw the, you know, like the glass under your feet. You see, like, I don't know how many stories down. <laughs> but, um, you know, what has attracted you in the first place to become an SBO? Um, and I guess, how do you land into your current role? Um, well, if I tell you, I love that question because I love talking about this. Okay. Um, I'm more of a, like, I stumbled into the profession like a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Even knew a role like this existed until I landed my first job at a school district, which, interestingly enough, was through a temporary placement agency mm-hmm. um, in a human resources position. So it wasn't even in a school business office. Um, I started working there at that first district back in 1999. And when I was there, um, as a temp, caught the eye of the superintendent Mm -hmm. who um, made it clear that she wanted me to stick around in the district after that temporary assignment was over. And then it kind of took off from there. Mm -hmm. Um, My first role in a business office was as the accounts payable clerk, which that role was easy for me to pick up on because I had the accounting background. Um, Definitely different learning the governmental side of things Mm -hmm. and the school finance side of things. Um, But that's where it started. Um, And then from there, my supervisor uh, was the accounting supervisor at the time. He promoted to assistant superintendent, so then I moved up to mm. accounting supervisor. Excellent. He ended up leaving the district a few years later, and then I promoted to the assistant superintendent. Um, okay. So, so and that was yeah. many, many years. Um, my current role, I've been in my current role for five years, okay. and I kind of landed there on a whim. I just saw the job posted on the job board, um, my state mm-hmm. affiliate job board, I wasn't unhappy at the district I was working at, but mm-hmm. just thought, well, maybe this might be cool. Different I applied for it, got the job, and here I am five years later, and wow. I couldn't be happier. Great stuff. Wow. So you got a vast of experience, and it sounds very similar, I think, to out here, because most folks that you talk to, we go to these conferences, I meet them all around the state in New York, they're like, yeah, I kind of fell into this. You know, they had other careers. Um, they're only really a handful of folks who really maybe went to school for this, so that's great. So, like, just maybe walk through because i want to now see more so the similarities of the job functioning so mm-hmm. i guess maybe if you could just speak to some of the response like primary responsibilities not everything but you know and like what what your functioning job is out there sure sure um so of course the usual um school finance official things like managing the budget mm-hmm. um writing the annual property tax levy and managing business office staff um, aside from that, I oversee the facilities department, transportation department, and um, mm-hmm. the nutrition services department. Okay. So we have directors in each of those departments. However, I supervise those directors and just oversee the departments in general. So okay. it's even though my job title is assistant superintendent for uh, business and financial services, mm-hmm. there really is a big operational component there as well yeah. with overseeing those other departments. Um, and then, of course, the other role, the chief investments officer, um, risk management, working with our property and casualty insurance broker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, working collaboratively with the other 
assistant superintendents and building level administrators to ensure we're doing the best work that we can do to serve our community. So it really is, I love the job. Um, I love being a school business official because we get to touch so many different things. It's no day is the same. Um, it's just really, I, I love the work that I do. Exactly. That's good stuff. And now I guess that kind of leads me to, I guess a question right off of this, because you know, we obviously have a lot of similarities looks like, but then I'm curious as to be out there, are most districts framed the same way? Or like out here, like New York, like, like you mentioned, you oversee, right, the operations. Some districts out here might also do HR, you know, this is a business. They might also do, you know, just other functions that they oversee. Um, and, and, and like, I'm just curious, is it out there similar to what you are or is it, does it vary district to district? It varies district to district. Okay, so that's the same um, thing. The okay. district that I'm working in right now is such a large district and we're, I'll, I'll put the caveat, we're large for the state of Illinois. Okay. Um, and I'll talk about the, the size of the districts in a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But the district I was at before, um, I did have a human resources component to my work. Um, the yeah. superintendent was dealing with the teaching staff, so the, the licensed staff, mm -hmm. as we call them, and then I was dealing with the non-licensed staff. Um, so yeah. it really depends on the size of the district, um, how many responsibilities the SBO will have to pick up. Um, okay. If there's if it's a big district and there's a lot of structure, then we're able to really focus on more of the business side of things and possibly some operational aspects of it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's pretty much how it is. Where Illinois is an interesting state as far as school districts, there are a lot of them. Like Yeah, I was gonna ask you about the landscape, like how many districts are out there and stuff like that? Yeah, over 850 districts. Mm. Um, it's, big, it's a lot of districts. Um, Varying in size from, there are districts that have like their one building and they might have a hundred students. And then you've got uh, Chicago Public Schools, which is also a school district in the state of Illinois. That's the largest district. Yeah, in the like, state. like New York City. Yeah. So, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. And the way the structure of the districts, they could be elementary only, like the district where I am, so mm -hmm. K 8. They could be high school only, so 9 12. And matter of mm -hmm. fact, the first district I worked for, with a high school district. Um, and then we have what we call unit districts out here. Mm -hmm. So that would be the K-12 district. All the way through, um, got it. All the way through. So aside from those public school districts, of course we have um, private and charter schools as well. Um, and that, so yeah, and there's with the, the number of districts and with so many districts serving so few students, I think it's something mm -hmm. like maybe a third of districts in the state of Illinois are serving less than a, a thousand students. Mm, wow. So over the years, there's been a lot of talk of consolidation, but yeah. anybody who doesn't studies on consolidation knows you really aren't saving that much money there. Um, there is sometimes it ends up costing more to consolidate those districts. So right. the talks come up every five years or so, mm -hmm. had <laughs> or run at, go through the legislature and wow. the bill died. Now it's gonna be quiet for probably another five or so years. Yeah. And it'll it's weird. Oh my gosh. It's so funny you say that. It's the same thing out here. I mean like mm -hmm. you know, there's always talk, you know, we have um Governor Cornwall, I think his gender early on wanted to do that, then it comes back up. And um I mean it just unreal, but it sounds so similar. Like the way you're putting out, you know, Chicago City Schools, New York City Schools, 
you know, how the different districts mm-hmm. set up, elementary districts, you know, we have out here as well. I'm in, I'm in elementary myself. Um, then there's some okay. high school districts. Um, so really, really similar. And I think, um, I don't know, I guess, what do you think varies from SBOs um, based on just our conversation right now um, in Illinois? Well, you know, I actually want to ask you, well, what's the, what's the, I guess, the average age and tenure of an SBO in Illinois? Because that's, I think that would be really mm-hmm. interesting to see. That's a great question. Um, hmm. well, if you happen to know, you might just know by, you know, being on the board and knowing most of the folks in the state in general. What do you think? You think it's because I think for us, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you answer, for us, mm-hmm. we're kind of going through a transition period, you know, and I'm part of this new committee called Next Gen where we're seeing this wave of new business officials come in, um, this next mm-hmm. generation. And so I'm also curious because I mean, from any from any respect, it sounds like if somebody wanted to move to Illinois from New York, they could do it. I mean, I don't know what the uh, certification requirements would be, but it sounds like it would be pretty much almost a seamless transition. But then I want to know, well, what's the, what's that landscape of business officials out there like? Um, I think it's funny you mentioned next gen because we use the exact same language um, in Illinois as well. With our, we have a next gen conference. Um, oh. And focus is really on that next wave of school business officials because it just like with all areas of administration um, in education, mm-hmm. we have existing members. And so as the the more veteran members retire and move on with life, um, there's yep. this newer wave of right. SBOs coming on. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say probably um, right now, like average average. Tenure, yeah, probably okay. maybe 15 years or so in. Um, mm-hmm. And we're like just looking around at the conference. Um, okay. It's that the average age is coming down, obviously, with those the new wave of mm-hmm. business officials coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the, the transition, like from state to state, um, our certification process in Illinois you, in order to be, have, hold the job title assistant superintendent, um, you have to have an Illinois educator's license, which is a two-year program, a two-year master's program that you go through, and then a state certification exam that you have to pass. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, every five years, you have to get like 100 hours of professional wow. development and it's the same thing. academies. And- oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so an administrator's license is what you need. Wow. Um, and then there are uh, districts that have um, it's essentially the same role, but they don't call it assistant superintendent. So they might call it um, director of finance yep. or um, mm-hmm. CFO. They could use those job titles. For those you don't have to have the um, certification, most districts want you to have that certification, but you do have um, members who are CPAs or they have MBA, so they don't go through the master's program, uh, the school business management program, which that's the um, master's degree that I have, the master's in school business management. Um, so yeah, but it definitely, the similarities seem there, uh, seem to be there as far as um, the district structure and certification requirements and all of that, definitely. Okay, good stuff. All right, um, mm-hmm. I know we're getting close to time, I think about five minutes or so. Um, I, I wanted to know in this question, I think I made that long, just how did you guys handle 
the health crisis, you know, and then also, I guess, um, how are you managing now um, this infusion of federal aid? I'm sure out there, too, you guys are getting a lot of, a lot of funds um, because I want to see the similarities and differences there, too. So, um, you have, like, this whole pandemic, which is obviously still going on, but it's cooling off mm -hmm. uh, somewhat. How, how did you handle it out there? Um, well, my district just started bringing back a substantial number of students in March. So we okay. were prepped to come back in August like everyone else. And mm -hmm. then um, the data pretty much said, yeah, not so fast. Okay. Um, so we stayed remote uh, mm -hmm. for the most part. And we are right now we have about, I want to say maybe 30% of our students back on campus for some type of in-person instruction. Okay. They're not back five days a week uh, full time. They're uh, okay. on campus for one to two days per week for about okay. five hours a day. Is that um, uniform? Like um, between other districts out there too, or each district is doing their own thing? It varies. Each okay, district is doing their own thing. Okay. There are districts um, in the southern part of the state that have been in person full day, five days a week since August. Um, mm. They just managed the uh, the pandemic. They of course they had to yeah. shut down sometimes if there was um, a, a positive case. Yep. Them, but yeah, they just they just kept going. Um, mm -hmm. As far as that infusion of federal aid, we are getting a lot of money in my district because of our Title I student population. Mm. So um, first round of money went mostly to technology to ensure that our students could connect remotely. Um, the good. second round of money, we're just now finishing up that grant application, mm -hmm. and that's going to include um, some HVAC upgrades to improve our indoor air quality. Um, and also some furniture um, to help with social distancing. And then, of course, we're looking at investing in things to support our students' social-emotional health, um, best yes. personnel structures to support that disruption of traditional learning, yes, anything too. we can do uh, to help our students. And then third round, that application won't even be released until July 1st here mm -hmm. in Illinois. So we're very early planning stages of talking about what to do with that money. That's um, good. That's going to be a huge amount of money that we definitely are going to have to um, hold focus groups and mm -hmm. all kinds of things to get that part done. So, yeah. Very good. Wow. Tara, you guys are on the ball. Um, so, all right. Now, I wanted to just this last piece here, the podcast, just talk to others about you know, as one national, I'm, I'm relatively new to the organization. Um, I didn't even know what it was about. I mean, it's great because, you know, I'm seeing how like all across the country, everywhere, you know, uh, school business officials are, are engaged just like me and you. And uh, we have a lot of similarities um, and we could always learn from each other. Right. So um, right. what what would you tell others? Who aren't members and you've been a member you could say maybe how long you've been a member and like just give me just give us just a general idea of as one national um i would tell anyone who is not a member to join if you can seriously join mm -hmm. um i've been a member it took me a while to become a member because i really didn't see the value in it yeah, me um, too. <laughs> but i've been for about six or seven years now and it is the best decision that I made as far as my professional development. I absolutely love my state affiliate, don't get me wrong, but okay. the international aspect of it mm -hmm. is just, it's so powerful and so key. You have members from across, all across the United States, oh, members yeah. from Canada. I've been at um, a conference and sessions and watched members from New Zealand and South Africa co-present. Wow, um, what a There's a large constituency from the UK, so I mean, it really is an international association. Wow. And 
it's great. If you're not involved and you can get involved, I would say do it. Um, if mm-hmm. the district, your school district supports it, go for it. Absolutely. And then, and even if they don't support it financially because of budgetary constraints, you maybe consider financing that yourself so you can see the value and then mm-hmm. present that value to your superintendent and see if you can get the district on board with it because it really is valuable. Wow. That's, that's a good um, tip there. I mean, I, and I would say that it, it seems rewarding. I'm getting all these emails now and like having access, like you said, to just all around, not just the country, even the world, SPLs, it's amazing and stuff I'm sure you pick up and learn um, even more than in-state. And I'm, I'm the same way. I love my in-state. You know, I love our conference, even though our conferences were um, delayed last June and also uh, this June. But um, but definitely, definitely. All right. Well, listen, um, I always, with every guest on, I just ask the general question, you know, what advice would you give the other SBOs out there, whether it be in any state? And I know you've been, you know, seasoned professional, um, and you, you have a lot of similarities to what's in New York, but maybe even now I'm picking up more of an audience, right, outside of New York. Uh, maybe you can give some general advice. Um, one of the most important things I would tell any SBO, new SBO, or even someone that's been in it for a while, is um, network. That is a huge part of being successful as an SBO. We are not in this alone. Um, we're the only people in our districts that have the level of school finance expertise that we have, but we're not in this alone. Um, connect with your SBO neighbors. Um, connect with members of your state ASBO. If you have regional associations, um, connect with those people. And definitely, as I mentioned, get connected with ASBO International. It really can be refreshing and eye-opening to see the challenges that you're having. Someone across the country is having the same challenges. Mm. Um, And you don't have to try to solve those issues on your own. If you're stuck on something, um, you just throw a question out there to your network of peers and somebody has an answer. Somebody's either going through the same thing as you are or they've already been through it and they can kind of help you along the way. So it's just really important to remember Mm. you're not out here alone. Um, We are key members of the school family and we really need to um, kind of stick together as FBOs so we can best support our school communities. So that would be my advice. That's great advice. Very sound, sound. So, wow, again, Samurai, thank you uh, for your time. at this point, uh, to all listeners, I uh, just want you to know that if you do have any questions, you can still reach out to me um, at spoperspectives at gmail.com. Um, as I mentioned in other um, podcasts, I'll be teaming up with someone um, at the end of this fiscal year as we move forward to change the dynamics of this and bring more to the podcast. Um, and then also in June, I'm looking to do a live podcast with ASBO New York. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. This is Jack Mitchell. SEO Perspectives, and I'm signing out. See you next week.